Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Gary Garth. Gary is a serial entrepreneur, founder, and agile investor known for his expertise in sales and startup acceleration. He is the founder of Great Dane Ventures, the Accelerator Platform, and Elevate.io, which offer incubator programs, advisory services, and proprietary technology to help high-potential startups go to market, scale, and become profitable. He has started and successfully exited six companies since 2002, including a large outbound sales call centers, radio advertising networks, and an award-winning eight-figure digital marketing agency. He is also the book of the zero to 100 million sales blueprint and the goal planner called the goals, grit, and greatness planner. So this is going to be a lot of fun today. Gary and I have been nerding out on, you know, why he's so awesome over here. I'm really excited to have you. Gary, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. And that was a very comprehensive introduction. So I, <laughs> I look forward to honing in on one, one big tip now. I love it. You know, one of the things I found very interesting about your bio is that you got a lot of commas in there. You have done so much right? And have, uh, you know, received a lot of accolades and have really made humongous impacts in the companies that you have worked with. Can you please take a few minutes to tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing? (laughs) Of course, I'll try my best. I'm originally from Denmark, Europe, hence the accent. I've been living abroad the last 15 years doing business predominantly in in US, currently reside in Colombia, Medellin. Uh, So I'm quite international to say it that way. I've been working with, with sales for the past 25 years and really focused on, on digital marketing uh, over the last 15 years. My last company, we were able to scale uh, to, to over 5,000 clients, uh, had 300 employees. I've hired thousands of reps throughout that process. We launched a reseller program where I enabled like 200 resellers, other marketing agencies selling our marketing services. I worked very closely with Google and Microsoft over that course of time, enabling other companies to sell their platform products. And that accumulated experience basically led me to do the projects I'm doing now. Uh, why I wrote the, the Zero to 100 Million Sales Blueprint and launched the planner, because I saw patterns. I saw what, what it takes to become successful in sales. What do you need to do as an entrepreneur in, in order to scale your company and make it beyond a million dollars for that matter? Uh, and also, how to avoid uh, burnout as an entrepreneur, because that comes with the comes with the territory. Typically, more money, more problems, and you need to know how to balance all of that. That's the ten thousand foot overview. One of the interesting things about uh, about being an entrepreneur is that you just think to yourself, like, all I need are ten clients at two thousand dollars a piece, 
right? And, you know, like you do the math and you think, but, and it looks like a big number and then you get all excited about it until you realize just how, how exponentially you need to grow your team in order to service one client versus three clients versus seven clients or 10 clients, right? Those are, each one of those yes. stages are totally different are totally different games, right? In terms of management, in terms of the entrepreneur's mindset, not even to talk about how you're going to manage all these people and deliver quality all at the same time. Amen. How do you help people identify then, you know, like where the starting point is and then figuring out that scaling inflection point, like when it's time to, you know, to graduate from level one to level two and then from level two to level five, things like that. Correct, correct. And and I would say that's a good point and that's typically... Myself, what I experienced is that entrepreneurial journey, the company where you have 10 employees versus 50 versus 300 is completely different or the size of the amount of clients you have. And that's why I'm very big on like first, once you crack the code and you figure out how to acquire customers at a profitable rate, it's all about documentation so that you can replicate it, scale it by automation and and build a, a framework around it. So when entrepreneurs hit me up. It's like, Hey Gary, how do I hit, get more sales? I saw you're a sales expert or uh, how many leads should my SDRs generate or what should my closing rate be? Or how should I upsell my clients? I start by, Hey, let's take a step back. And that's where I, as I put a chapter in my book in God, we trust everybody else brings data. So really when you're looking to optimize for revenue and scale things, it's not, there's no silver bullet. That's the big takeaway. I would say you need to, as I put in my book, I have 25 sales metrics, sales marketing metrics that you should have locked down because that will help you identify the areas of improvement and more importantly, implement processes, document it, coach on it and create and then add systems to the equation that can help you that can act as a catalyst on empowering the right activities, the right behaviors and enable the rest of your team to follow those best practices. If that makes sense. It does. That's one of the things I love about your one big tip, you know, is following the framework. Right. And when somebody comes at you with these, you know, with these big Gary, you know, Gary V is famous for this, you know, like people come up to him and say, hi, Hey, how do I grow my business? And it's like, mm-hmm. like, dude, I can't do that standing on one leg, you know, but yeah, you need to go back <laughs> to basics and you know, you need to do this yeah. and you need to do that. Right. So one of the thing, one of the beautiful things that frameworks do for you is that they, you know, they give you a guide, but also a fence for you to, to stay in. Right. Because growing sales, that's great. Like you have a number of different channels that you can go through. You can, you know, get appointment setters, you can cold call, you can cold DM, you can, you know, buy other mailing lists, you know, things like that. But then how are you going to, you know, actually get them on the phone and start talking to them and, you know, how long is your sales cycle? Is this something you can close on immediately? Is this something that requires three to five conversations? Is this something that's a six month or more sales cycle? Mm -hmm. And then of course there's, well, how do you deliver the damn thing? Right. And yes, one of the most interesting things that I learned in one of my masterminds is reducing the churn, right? Because the churn is that back end, uh, you know, the bottom of the barrel, you know, leak where all of your profits that you think that you had are draining out, right? So while there are so many, so many of these aspects you need to be managing as an entrepreneur, it's not that any one of them are more important than the other. You need sales in order to, in order to bring in revenue, you need to maintain that revenue by fulfilling your product. And of course you need to do Mm -hmm. that consistently. It's the McDonald's effect. Yes. You know, a McDonald's hamburger needs to taste the same, whether you're in Medellin, whether you're in Fort Lauderdale, whether you're in London, it tastes the exact same. 
right? It's the exact same product. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you in terms of, you know, when you are training high performance salespeople, what are some of the traits that you look for? I'm assuming it goes a little bit further than, you know, this alpha male, the closing, you know, close at any cost type thing. There are a few other nuances that you look for, you know, in order to make that happen. What does that look like in your world? Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic question, Jeff. I have a list of 20 attributes that I have my recruiting team look for. I pass on to the companies I work for. And that's because very often you see a company go to market, start to scale a team. Then they look for the top performing reps at the competitors or similar companies, but they may have a, a different set of resources and support vehicles that you can provide. Maybe they have a huge operational team. Maybe they have a lot of inbound leads versus the outbound you need to do. Maybe the marketing collateral is just on point. So the value proposition is crisp, concise, and it helps you close more deals. None of those factors are really unknown. And when you're interviewing these top performers, one, they're going to ask for six figures typically because they're a top performer, but Two, you don't know if they can transfer that, ex- that success into your role necessarily. So instead, I prefer, you know, hiring less experienced, right? Uh, not necessarily just going off a of skill, but focusing more on attributes and attitude. So by that, I mean, uh, is it a, are they competitive by nature, right? That's for me is a big thing, right? Have they expressed passion for anything else in, in their life? If you ask like, what, what do you like to do outside work? What's something, your side hustle, what do they do? If they shift into talking about that passionately, knowing all the details, then you know, this is somebody who is able to have an analytical approach, learn something, comprehend it, and be a good storyteller and, and, and basically position it in an effective way. Well, now you have a lot of the, the basic elements to become a top performer. So furthermore, I would always go in and then do a role play session, right? So I give them a hypothetical case study. We're XYZ company. This is a product. You're contacting this. Spend five minutes. Take a look at the website. Here's the problem scenario. Or here's the questions I want you to dive in towards providing a solution. Pitch me. And then after the pitch, obviously, they're going to be very shaky. Even the experienced ones, I'm going to, that was great. Let me give you a few, a few pointers here. What if you try to take this angle versus that? What am I looking for here? Coachability. Right. Because if they have those right attributes, if, if they have the right attitude, they're excited about the job and they're also able to be coached. It's done. It's game over. It's just a matter of you as a business owner, as a sales leader, if you have the right coaching framework and process in place that can enable these people to become top performers. So circling back to your one big tip here, first of all, thank you for that. That's a re- that was a really great explanation. Uh, when you were talking about, uh, you know, everyone else bringing in the data. Right. You're talking about, you know, the potential clients that you're bringing in. You're talking about, uh, you you know, even the prospects that don't ultimately close with you. You need to know on a high level what's going on. You know, what is your closing rate? Uh, What is your acceptance rate? How fast can you onboard them? Are there any anomalies you need to account for? How do you then account for, you know, some of those anomalies that may present themselves that make each and every one of us unique when we're bringing on new clients? Can, can you clarify on that? What, what sure. Do you mean by- so basically what I'm asking here is when you're working with a list of a thousand ideal avatar type people, right? Each one of those companies, while you are targeting a specific industry, while you are targeting, you know, someone that you know that your company can fulfill services on, each one of them mm-hmm. still has some uniqueness aspects to them. 
right? So my question is, of course. how are you training companies then to figure out what kind of data to bring in so that maybe you can figure out that, you oh, know, if we focus okay. down on this niche, you know, we can close yeah. them a lot faster. Whereas this other niche, oh, that takes a, that takes a lot longer. Maybe give that to another sales group because they'll have more time yeah. to work with that. How does that look? Completely understand where you're coming. So, so I devote actually a chapter to all to that. It's basically like strategic marketing and securing that sending the right message to the right people at the right time. A lot of companies fail in truly defining the ICP and going a step beyond that. Like I even go to the extent of saying, okay, create that avatar, right? Uh, who are you talking? Where can they be found? What typical problems do they have? Understand the, the psychographics, the demographics, the firmographics, right? And based on that, you know your audience, right? Then I would go a step further and say, do mystery shopping. The leading companies in your niche, reach out to them and understand their pitch. What do they focus on? What's the strengths? What's the contract terms? What's the pricing look like? How do they position it? So that you can go back and then shape your value proposition, your unique selling proposition when you're soliciting these prospects. And then obviously that's the first thing. The secondly is then when you're then talking with all these different companies, have a, a solid, and this is where the sales leader and the, the sales process architecting icon comes into place. Do you have a set of discovery questions, right? That can very quickly hone in on the pain points or the potential opportunities for improvement so that when you tie it up with your value proposition, you're going in and say, but at the end of the day, what does this matter to the prospect? How many, how many successes we've had? How many other similar companies will help? Let me better understand your scenario. What would make you a hero tomorrow? What would it look like if I took you from, from A to C, what impact would that make? Because now they're starting to, for them to create, like the, they're seeing the vision. They, they're already, they're tasting, they're feeling the victory. And now it's just about how you or any other can help them realize that target. So it's it. not, there's no silver bullet. It, it's, it's a process of different things you need to implement is my point. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I was wondering if you can share a case study of a company that has come to you that has been, you know, maybe moderately profitable, but going through your program, going through your expertise, you were able to, you know, 10x, 100x their, uh, their business. I was wondering if you can share, you know, to the extent that you're able to, you know, what kind of actions you did to help them, uh, to help them make that next step. Well, I would say many, but most recently. So we work with a lot of different companies. A lot, uh, we get a lot of inbound leads on B2B and sales because of my book. But my agency also focuses a lot on the mental health and addiction treatments in the industry. We work a lot with, with clients overseas and U.S., but recently we helped a company here actually internationally focus Colombian addiction treatments in the industry with about 80 people capacity. What we helped them was basically like they were doing, they're running a lot of ads. And typically when they're solicited by marketers, hey, let's optimize your Google ads. Hey, let's optimize your Microsoft ads. Or, hey, now you should be using TikTok. And here's the new, here's the new greatest hack on how to generate more leads where I'm like, let's pause for a second. What, what systems do you have place? Let me understand for every 10 phone calls you get, 80% of your leads, came, 80% of the leads came through phone calls. For 80, every 10 phone calls you have, what's your lead conversion rate? How many of those turn into admission? Right at which which what's your average treatment cost? So basically, I go into an ROI calculation process to say, okay, let me understand if I can increase lead efficiency. In this case, I would say, okay, let's detract audiences, search queries, everything that's not fitting that that is essentially taking up the the big sales call center's time and answering the phone and qualifying leads. If I can hone in on the right leads and then at the same time have systems in place so that when they speak with prospects, they're asking the right questions, right? Uh, are they following the same process where they're sending out a sequence of 
emails based on, on the scenario, right? What a call outcome it is. Is it automated so at least doesn't fall through the cracks? And then at the same time, training the team to, in this case, it was just like sometimes salespeople can become very monitored. They forget the principles of persuasion. Like we all act emotionally, right? We social proof, sense of urgency, scarcity, et cetera. When you factor in all those elements, in this case, we didn't have to increase the amount of leads on the, and the efforts. It was more taking the lead conversion rate from a 10% admission rate up to 25. The, the incremental ROI as a result of that was over 1,000%, including our cost, just because just going in and optimizing the existing framework. So sometimes it's not looking for the next shiny object is my point. It's just going in and say, let's just make sure that what, what is a top sales performer doing? Let's look at what he's doing. Let's try to apply that to the 15 other guys because commonly, this is common statistic, that two out of three sales reps doesn't hit the quota. Two out of three, right? And then you factor in the, 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 the learning curve and the, the attrition costs and so forth. Huge op- op- opportunity to improve profitability and revenue. I love it. Thank you so much for breaking that down, Gary. I really appreciate it. Can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you? and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn more. Yes, of course. So you, I say the easiest to remember is go to my website, garygarth.com. There you'll have links to all my social profiles, et cetera, and my, my companies that I'm invested in. And if you are curious to learn more about this framework and how to take your company, in this case, from, from zero to hundred million, you can go to the book page on my page, garygarth.com. And I have a special offer for your listeners today, Jeff. If they go to the, the checkout process, normally the book is, is, is priced at $30 on Amazon for a paperback copy. If you go to my page and you apply the coupon, one big tip, one big tip, all small, uh, all together in one, then you'll get the price reduced to $0 and just pay the $10 shipping cost. And you'll have this bad boy 420 pages with a proven framework on how to scale sales. And I guarantee if you apply one, two of the concepts to your business, you will get a significant ROI from it. So I hope everybody takes advantage of that. Gary, thank you. Thank you so much for that offer. And I really appreciate you taking the time to break down these concepts. You know, you're an absolute legend in this industry, and I really appreciate you taking the time to speaking with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. And it takes one to know one. So uh, it's been great talking with you as well today. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, We need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. 
And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.